0: The sponsors of your passive investment are arguably the most important part of the investment. Now, of course, the asset class and the market matter, but great sponsors can make a bad deal great, and poor sponsors can make a great deal go bad. In this episode, we'll talk about a few key things we look for in strong sponsors, and at the end of the episode, I'll reveal the one question that nobody is asking sponsors that could prevent you from investing in a poor sponsor. This is the Passive Real Estate Strategies Podcast, where we educate career-driven individuals who have tapped out their earning potential, learn about passive real estate investing so you can continue building your wealth without compromising your time or taking on more responsibilities. I'm your host and managing partner at Realm Investors, a multifamily syndication group who has helped multiply millions of dollars for our passive investors. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get on with the show. Now, there are three key things we look for when looking for sponsors, and at the end of the episode, I'll talk about one question that I recommend all passive investors ask a sponsor and why. Now, the first thing we look for is the team behind the company that you're investing with. Now, I want to know how it's structured. Is it a giant conglomerate with partners who I'll never meet and dozens or possibly even hundreds of staff? or is it an individual syndicator who may wear every hat in the company? Now, there isn't a wrong strategy to go with, whether it's a huge company or a smaller operation, but each have their advantages, and you should understand what those advantages are before choosing your investment. Now, I like to hit a balance between the two. I don't want an individual investor because I don't believe it's efficient or reasonable to expect one person to be the expert in all the aspects it takes in running an effective investment business but I also don't want to be another cog in a wheel of a giant organization where I may just be another 10, $20,000 in a quarter billion dollar fund. And my point of contact is an investor relations employee who could possibly change every month or every few months. Now with the team comes experience. Now, lots of people think that the person they're speaking with needs to have decades of experience in this field to be successful, but I don't agree with that being the case. I want to look at the experience of the total team, and it's okay to have a few people on the team that are a bit newer as long as they're backed up with some great experience. It might even be beneficial to have a combination of experiences because you blend old school with new school strategies and learning and technology to really create a full circle of experience. So that's the first one is the team and the team's experience. And again, there's no right or wrong answer, and you don't have to believe what I believe about them. But you should understand how the team is structured and what the team's experience is and make sure that you're comfortable with it now the second thing we ask about is average deal outcome now we want to know on average what have their projections been versus the actual outcome of the deals an example could be that they have an average projection of a 5% cash on cash a 10% annual return which would be really low uh, but for ease of numbers we'll do 10% here and a 15% IRR And on average, they see a 7% cash on cash, 12% average annual, and a 17% IRR. Now, this will not only give you some more insight to their experience, but it will also help you understand how accurately or conservatively they underwrite. I'd also ask over how many deals this has happened through and how long they've been tracking these metrics. Now, timing is important because if it's more recent, It may not hold as much validity as, let's say, the past two years or so in certain asset classes where there's just been unprecedented booms in the market. So even poor operators were able to run wildly successful investments. So I wanna know how many assets and over what time these projections and these actuals have been tracked. Now, the third thing we look for is communication after the investment is made. And you can ask what the schedule is like before you make the investment. Now, we want to know how often there's communication to investors and how that communication happens. Is it through email, a webinar, or do you have videos? What's included in investor updates and who sends them out? Now, many sponsors do between maybe a monthly or a quarterly update depending on the type of deal. A more stabilized deal might get quarterly updates when a heavy value add deal with a lot of construction going on might do monthly or possibly even more frequently until the deal is stabilized. Now, again, there's no right or wrong way to communicate as long as you understand and are comfortable with the schedule. Again, there's a lot of criteria you can use to vet sponsors, but these are the big three that I look at. And now as a bonus, here's the one question I'd always end an investment call with. Now, that question is for the people that choose not to invest with you, what is the main reason they choose not to? Now, this is a powerful question for a few reasons. First, If they have a solid answer, it lets you know that they not only track their wins, but also track their losses so that they can grow from them. We wanna know why people have chosen not to invest so we can refine our process, refine our business, and reduce the amount of people who choose not to invest with us. So we can give you some insight as to how tightly they run their business. But second, it also lets you know a functional reason as to why you may not wanna invest with them or could confirm your decision to invest with them If the main reason people choose not to invest isn't really something you're concerned about. So those are some of the top three ways that we vet sponsors, plus a bonus question that I encourage all passive investors to ask potential sponsors. If you're looking for a multifamily syndication group to invest in, please head to our show notes and book a call with us, or get to know us and speak with me personally. If you're looking for more information on passive investment strategies, download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategies, also linked. In the show notes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Well, that's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you're looking to learn more about passive real estate investments, make sure you head to our show notes and download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategies, where we reveal the ins and outs of the truly passive ways to invest in real estate. We'll see you on the next episode.